Welcome to Cinema Marketing. The trailers may have lied to you, but we won't. I'm Mike. I'm Anthony. And I'm Lewis. And it's a new year for market research. We're, we've already one thirteenth of the way of uh, through the year. Actually, no, there's 12 months in the year. I was about to We're say, one thirteenth until next January. <laughs> we're all killing it over here at Cinema Marketing. <laughs> yeah, but we're, we're, wishing you, we're wishing you a happy new year, and it's february 1st like that should be illegal we should be put to death for doing that <laughs> it's like there's that curb episode where someone says happy new year to larry it's like january 12th or something he's like hey listen enough with that yeah but january need... 7th is the cutoff for happy new year <laughs> one that's week. it one week and, no no I, I you know what i'd argue january 7th is the cutoff for how was your holiday like yeah. oh how was christmas january 14th you can't say happy new year anymore two weeks in you get two I, weeks. I would reverse those Really? You talk about how was your Christmas until the 14th of January? Uh, if I haven't seen the person, yeah. I mean, like, I assume I'm not, like, asking the same person over and over and over again. But if I haven't seen the person, I'd be like, yeah, I still have an interest seven days out. How was your... How I, was hope, your how I hope most of our listeners think like you because this, we're a month into the year and this is our first episode of the year. All right, well, we're in we a new... Some, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah, new month, new trailers, new news, uh, new things to give us reasons to want to go down to the old rope store yeah, uh first it's, it's bad so first one up a movie about a guy who looks like he's about to you know go to the old rope store Bo is afraid by ari aster it uh looks like it's gonna maybe irreversibly fuck me up yeah like it doesn't look like a traditional horror movie in the way that like hereditary or even midsummer was but it's more like a very like existentialist psychological horror like you, it you looks said kaufman-esque yeah so it looks very charlie kaufman-esque of him like running through like different dreamlike sequences and like you know painted backgrounds and shit like that and i'm like i don't know what this is but uh but i'm on board for yeah, it i like kaufman oh i think and i like aster I well i mean charlie kaufman has nothing to do with this movie i know but... i understand that but if it's if it's kaufman-esque i mean come on me i'm i'm like cautiously optimistic just because Ari Aster is on board, but I guess the trailer didn't really do much for me. I, I it, it's so far from what I would expect from a movie of his, which is is not bad inherently. Um, but if his name wasn't attached to this, like I don't think that this trailer would make me very excited to see it. No, I think it's also because like the reason why anyone would have the ability to make a movie like this, because yeah, no, nobody out of the gate can just make this movie because no, yeah. again it's just too weird and abstract and nobody's gonna really get it but you built up the clout that Ari Aster has you could trust that like whatever this weird shit is I'll trust him yeah now, this, it probably works if he made it yeah like. this does I could say that there is the fear that this has the potential to be like you know that ambitious step too far where it's like he where it's like you know he overreaches and like yeah, no, can't it really be, deliver. It could be a, it could be like an inherent vice kind of. It looks like Walking Phoenix also kind of looks very similarly in that in that style uh, in this trailer, like very over animated and stuff like that. Oh yeah, and scruffy too. Yeah, but yeah, no, I'm I'm certainly going to be uh, excited to see it. Um, wasn't this one? It was originally titled uh, Disappointment Boulevard, and isn't it supposed to be like three hours long? Oh, this is Disappointment Boulevard. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah so I think yeah, the, the title they changed. Changed the name. Oh, so I have heard of this movie before. Okay. Well, yeah, this is, <laughs> but yeah. Um, and the movie that I haven't heard of before until me and Lewis saw Infinity Pool a few days ago, uh, is a movie titled. Ennismen or Enisman. 
Enos e- Maine. You looked Ismane. it up. Enos yes. Maine. It was Enya's men. Enya's. Yes. Yeah, the, Enya. the, uh, the, 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 away, sail away, yes. sail away. <laughs> yes, it's their men. Um, so this movie, we got a trailer for it in front of Infinity Pool. It's a neon film that is a, looks like a throwback to fucking 70s VHS full car. This looks right out of Woodland's Dark and Days Bewitched, like that uh, style of movie. It's crazy how huge this year is already for like experimental horror movies. Like between this, Skinema Rink, and The Outwaters that's coming out. Like I, I'm even Infinity Pool and, and even yeah, to like, an extent, sure. And even like the end of last year too. I think even the fourth quarter of last year weren't there like a lot of good like horror movies like this as well. Well, we were saying like yeah, like even something like um was it like even the the what was the movie that Lewis was talking about last week? The Adult Swim movie. Uh <laughs> <laughs> the Adult Swim Yule Log. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, finding and also, yeah, like very yeah, like these abstract, like and and it looks like to be Throwing back to an old seventies like underground style of horror, and also yeah, it reminds this, me of Antrim. Uh, yes, that a that bit, is. like just visually like yes, yeah, very in the woods, dark on the hill on a cliff in the waters. Uh, it's very it shot on film. Yeah, like, and also the director of this film, uh, his name is Mark Jenkin. He apparently has won the BAFTA uh, recently in 2019. He won the BAFTA for outstanding debut by a, a British director uh, for a movie called Bait, which was also nominated for outstanding British film at the BAFTAs that year. So it yeah. seems like this guy has uh, some up and coming uh, potential. I've been obsessed uh, with this movie since I've seen this trailer. Like, I can't stop thinking about it. When I was watching Infinity Pool, I was, like, thinking about... (laughs) When are we going to see that movie? movie? Yeah, no, especially because when we go to the movies now, every time we go to the theater, we see the same fucking trailers for everything. And it's it's so refreshing to see something totally new that we didn't know anything about and, like, gripped us like that. Um, That'll lead very, very fittingly into the next trailer that we have to talk about, which is the trailer... That uh, is committing terrorism against me every time I go to the movie theaters. It looks and that is Renfield. This every time I see this trailer in the theater now, that is when I go to the bathroom or I go to get snacks. I will not watch this anymore. It's been out for a month. I've seen this trailer in theater like six times. Wait, what? The movie's out already? No, the the trailer's been out. Oh, okay. I was going to say like what? And I've seen this trailer in theaters like six times, dude. This movie is the most looks like the most fucking Reddit thing I've ever seen. It's like r slash movies Reddit write a movie go. What if Nicolas Cage was Dracula and like his rent and Renfield was like you know his sad put upon like worker? <laughs> this yeah, is yeah, you know, Renfield, the hot young super powered. Uh... Like what? Yeah, what he looks like this? he looks like, like the lead singer for? of like he looks like the lead singer of like Panic at the Disco or something. This is like, a rated R movie. Like like this is like not being dude, marketed I'm towards children. You, I, it's, I, I, it's for millennials that unironically say heckin' doggo. It looks horrid. No, and it's and it's also one of those uh, movies where it's like just off like the ridiculousness of it where it's like that's where i think like the reddit thing comes in it's very very snakes on a plane esque where it's like yo isn't this fucking epic isn't this, this is random a- yeah yeah and it and the the, the, the part at the end because i didn't know what this movie was when we saw the trailer for it 
And then at the end, when Nicolas Cage comes in and he's like, I am Dracula. I was like, this is a donkey joke. Like, this is this is a donkey punchline. He's like, ha ha, it's me, Dracula. <laughs> Explore three levels. Yeah. <laughs> Dracula's secret castle. <laughs> Dracula's secret <laughs> castle. The Donkey Dracula. Kong frozen ape. <laughs> well... <laughs> Anyway, we love Donkey. Uh, but also, speaking of other movies that look uh, random and Reddit as fuck, uh, Cocaine Bear. What fuck are they making now? Movie. Yeah, <laughs> another, another trailer. Like again, you're saying like this is like this and Redfield. It's like these are R-rated movies and they look like they're for children. It's like because remember, I think it was the last time we were at a theater, we saw a red band come up and we were like, "Ooh, what is this?" And then the the millisecond that uh, Nicholas Holt runs into frame. We're like, oh, fuck, because it's just so disappointing. It's like, yeah, we know we're not going to see anything cool here. Yeah, but cocaine bear, it's a co it's a bear. It gets cocaine. It's a fucking stupid this idea. This is snakes on a plane. They're literally trying to rekindle snakes on a plane. Snakes on a plane is the definition of a flash in a pan in the plan movie. And it wasn't even successful at the time. It wasn't. It was successful with Reddit dorks. That's who it was successful with. Yeah, yeah. This, I, I, I have a, a personal story, was it? So apparently... Uh, was it my brother said that he was watching tv with my dad the other day and there was a trailer for uh for cocaine bear and my dad just goes what are they making now <laughs> and, uh, and that was my genuine reaction as well and it, absolutely based take <laughs> yeah no and, that's fucking funny yeah no it's it's such a perfect dad thing. What are they making now? <laughs> okay, like, like, like when they say it, like, like it's like a sigh, like it's just coming, it's spilling out of their body. Ah, oh, come on now! Uh, it's like they're disappointed with the yeah. movie industry. They walked like in. They don't they do walk, a, Yeah, they don't they do walked a, into your room and they saw you wearing your Naruto headband and they just went. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's like, it comes, yeah, they it comes from like deep within them. It's yeah. not like, a... yeah, they no, they don't have a movie podcast where they, you know, talk about all the new movie stuff every month. <laughs> so it's like they don't get overexposed to how much of a fucking dog shit uh, shit storm that the industry is the in right now. Existence we're living. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what stuff like making? cocaine bear breaks <laughs> through to the culture to be like to remind you that like we're living in a, in a hellscape like, like this is. It's There's just, no escaping it. So long um, story short, it looks bad. Yeah. So we go <laughs> yeah. from one from one bear to another. Uh, this movie is called No Bears. Now, the reason I put this in here is because I saw this trailer in front of a movie. I went to an art house theater and I saw the movie Women Talking. It was a it was a wonderful movie, and I got a lot of trailers that I had never really heard of before. And one of them is this movie called No Bears. And the reason why I'm putting this in here is because. The trailer starts with like a preface that the director was banned from filmmaking by the Iranian government. And despite, you know, the government's attempts to suppress him, he made in secret uh, this movie. And then he was arrested in 2022. Uh and he is like serving like a six year sentence or something like that. So like this movie, like being released, Wait, is he serving it here? No, no, in, in, in Iran, Iran, dude. Oh, He's serving in murder. Iran. That's why I said this movie's wild. They're gonna murder this guy. He is going to be killed by the government. Oh no! That is insanity. And the he probably knew this. He knew, and I think that's why the movie's gonna be so successful. Man, and what so, are badass? By, like, by successful, shit. I mean it's gonna really meet its goal because the stakes are fucking real, man. Like this yeah. is. 
but yeah, no, like I said, in in like in the trailer where it says it has a lot of like pull quotes of like you know the most courageous filmmaker of our time, and it's like it really is like just quite a statement to be making just by like releasing a movie, and it's like it's the thing where it's like yeah, we we forget that like other countries do not have the freedoms uh, of of you know artistic expression that we do here, and we so often take for granted. <laughs> anyway, now now into some lighter fare. Uh, we're going to Lewis's, yes, we're going to Lewis's Whoosh Kapow Corner. Guys, DC movies are still happening. Uh, we got a bunch of announcements. Against against my best efforts, DC movies are still happening. <laughs> yeah, like every time I read movie news, it's the worst moment of my life. <laughs> um, um, well, let's start off with something just stupid, just flat out, really, really dumb. Uh, Zachary Levi is an is an anti vaxxer, um, the man who is promoting a huge tentpole film uh, that is coming yeah. out in a few yeah. months. Just decided. decided to like i need to take this moment to let people know how i feel about vaccinations um and his views are dumb and yeah. so so he made a tweet someone someone some rando tweeted do you agree or not that pfizer is a real danger to the world and then zachary levi quote tweeted it with hardcore agree <laughs> and then people were like could you clarify that? Like, you know, maybe you're saying like, you know, maybe it's, you know, it's harmful to, for, you know, to have a monopoly over, you know, the medicinal. Yeah. And also uh, like, you know, it's still a multi-billion dollar corporation, which is just, that's evil. Oh yeah. That exists. Pfizer's not your fucking, Pfizer's not your fucking friend. No, yeah, no, let's get yeah. that straight. But yeah, but you know, if you're coming at it from the, uh, from the, the degree that like, oh, they're poisoning us. Then, uh, yeah. yeah. And then also, people are digging uh, through some other shit and apparently found uh, a, a clip of him on Joe Rogan talking about how cool and how smart he thinks that Jordan Peterson is. And at that point, I was like, all right, so there's no... It's it's done. We're, we're done. <laughs> He's... Yeah, I don't know what's worse, this or uh, Anya Taylor-Joy's Twitter getting hacked. Just well, that know. wasn't her fault. I know. She didn't do it. But what's a worse <laughs> tragedy? I mean, like, I don't think anyone is like, oh, no, we lost Zachary Levi. <laughs> we lost him. No one's, no, no one's like, not, mourning it's, that. It's not the level of, like, Kanye West. Like, yeah. yeah, I guess Zachary Levi really is. He He's proving himself to be the Chris Pratt of the DCU. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I forgot that. about that. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And they all, they, you know, <laughs> listen, they all got to have comedy, their... slubby network comedy guys who became superheroes for no reason. Yeah, they they, they all got to have their parallels, right? Marvel and DC have been copying each other since the end of time. That one has an anti-vaxxer. This one has an anti-vaxxer. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. One of them has to have a, a fucking endless barrage of stupid bullshit movies that are all connected. So now we got to do it, yeah. which is then how James and Gunn let's talk about James it. Gunn's plan to do just that. So James Gunn promised, and we talked about it on the last episode of Market Research, that in January we would uh, get the like initial announcement of you know the slate of products coming from from him and the dc people um products. no he, they are that, that's what they are like yeah, no, let's let's yeah that's fair um he pushed it off to the very last moment uh on january 31st he tweeted a video walking through uh his plans uh his and i guess peter saffron's plans for 
the DC films. So the you know all the movies that were being made are still you know obviously coming out. Apparently, like the universe reboots with the Flash, so I, I think it doesn't really matter how that all fits in. They announced some new projects. Superman Legacy. Um, it will hit theaters on July 11th, 2025. Uh, and it is going to be based off of Grant Morrison, uh, his run on Superman. So uh, Gunn is writing it. They want him to direct it. They're not sure if they'll have the time to do so. Uh, there's The Authority, uh, which is, I think is a pretty cool uh, option here. It's like kind of like a Watchmen-y, uh, the Boise type of property. But uh within the DC universe, they were kind of characters that were started outside of continuity and were brought in later on, never really found much success, but uh, he is very passionate about so it. And like, he did good job with the gardens of the galaxy. So maybe that will be cool. Is that uh, the team, one is that a, wait, is that a team thing? Like suicide squad? It, it's Justice a team league? thing. Yeah. Like a justice league. Oh, yeah. so they're characters that exist elsewhere and they who's in this team. Oh, I don't know any of the fucking characters. They, they're like, really <laughs> see if Lewis violent. doesn't even know who the fuck these people are. Yeah, no, I know fuck? of the Authority. I don't read the Authority. No one read the Authority. And you know, I can guarantee people are going to be saying the same thing, like, "Oh, nobody knew the Guardians of the Galaxy." And look at that, how that turned out. Yeah, I feel like that's a really good argument, considering this is the same man. <laughs> yeah, like that that kind of checks out. Um, the thing that I'm super excited about is the Brave and the Bold, uh, which is uh, their new batman the introduction of their new batman it's going to be based off of grant morrison's batman and robin run which is one of my favorite like superhero yeah. comic runs that could be good ever uh yeah with damian wayne uh robin i did it, it's just perfect father son story he's an assassin killer robin it's great um so hopefully that comes to light and hopefully it's not too confusing because uh, outside of continuity, we are still getting the Batman Part 2. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, there's a Supergirl movie, Woman of Tomorrow, kind of a different, darker take on her from a particularly good Tom King story. And then uh, another one I'm really excited about is Swamp Thing. Don't really know much about it, but we know that May James Mangold wants to direct it and maybe in talks to direct it. God, and James Mangold, James Gunn, uh, they're all, all the same fucking people are just like, you know, circling around like do all these properties. All these, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think this is a really interesting approach to things. Uh, I really like what he seems to be doing in centering writers over directors. As far as creativity goes here, he assembled a team of writers to keep together continuity. He calls them the architects, which is very pretentious. Um, Tom King, Crystal Henry, Drew Goddard, Christina Hodson, Jeremy Slade, all really fantastic screenwriters, um, showrunners. Uh, Christina Hodson, I believe. I'm sorry, rather, Crystal Henry uh, was a writer on HBO's Watchmen. She's amazing. She's going to be showrunning one of the DC shows. I didn't add in the TV show stuff. Yeah, because nobody. Yeah, because if you talked about how there's going to be an Amanda Waller show starring Viola Davis, it would immediately ruin any credibility that this shit has. Because you'd realize, because when he when he's reading this these in this video, when he's reading off all these properties that he's making, I'm literally just like, oh come the fuck on now. And it's also such like this this weird balancing act of like oh well, we want to do a hard reboot of the series but we also want certain things to carry over and certain people to stay in it's like wh why if we're re rebooting all of this why do we still need amanda waller as viola davis and also he, the way he's labeling that like the batman and the joker movies oh those are outside of continuity those are elseworld stuff 
but uh, all this stuff. The the thing that really kills me about all this, any one of these things on their own, I could be like, all right, that sounds like it could be an okay idea for the movie. The thing that kills me about it is that he's announced that they're, all of these things are now going to be in continuity with each other. They're all going... All of the games, movies, and... T- and TV well, no, so that's are all gonna not be- at all what he's announcing. He's not saying that absolutely everything is going to be in continuity. That's why he created the out the Elseworlds label because he's going to be making things or not him, but there's going to be other things being made that's not in continuity. So they have a label for that. Like I think that makes so much sense. Like there's they'll still make video games that don't take place within that continuity. This isn't this doesn't sound like an edict that everything what, what, needs to be there. That's why that they're creating this whole other yeah, but why, thing yeah, in but what but what uh what's being announced that's an Elseworld stuff other than the Batman and the Joker? Because it feels like going forward the now Batman anything... and the Joker, but there's also there's there's legacy stuff. There is still like uh the CW shows uh, yeah, stuff Titan. that's already been made and stuff that already is a series. New yeah, but, stuff that's going to be outside of continuity is not going to exist. So I, Batman I would never be made that for a second. I, I 100% believe that they'll still do, especially if things like uh, the Batman and the Joker keep printing money and getting them awards consideration the way that like I'm sure the tent poles won't. Like I think that they're putting themselves in a position where they can pivot. I don't know. I, I think that this it, it's cool that they seem to be taking a genuinely different approach to this. I, I think that there's no real reason to doubt it at this, this point. And no, like, but this all sounds just like the directionless like schlock they've been putting out. Like, well, no, because it's schlock because it's like they, they yeah it's like they want to try to have the Marvel thing, but also like they're they're yeah again they're directionless, but like I don't want there to be like to the point where marvel is where it's like this factory like everything is in line everything has the same tone and feel and style to it and they all have to like have the same characters and continuity with each other the way that the disney plus shows which are kind of alienating now because it's like i'm not gonna watch all those disney plus shows in order to get one movie and now Mm -hmm. we're too deep into it and i feel like this is exactly what he's announcing and that's that's really not exciting at all to me. It's is it really honestly? I felt like this was dystopian an announcement to make, where it's like all of these things now they're all going to be the exact same, and I'm like that is the most uninspired thing to come out of this. Like I I just got just like we I felt like we were getting away from cinematic universes and like cinema and like you know. Like, oh, I over- think we are. I think DC's just late to the fucking club. No, no, but it's, as you I know, don't know if we are. It really doesn't feel like we're moving away from it. No, but it felt like they were at least even the way that I felt like DC was moving away from it with the Batman and the Joker yeah. and stuff that felt like, all right, this they're trying to do stuff that's outside of continuity. It's like, all right, maybe we can get to a point where we don't have to copy Marvel. We can have our own thing. And now they're just like, now we're just going to copy Marvel even more. And that's the thing that I'm like, we were so close and you, you just fucked it up. I I think that I think that if resources are are invested properly like and and granted we have no reason to expect WB to do that or for this to work out well I'm just saying that like with who I know is in charge and who I know is in charge creatively here like I don't see anything bad about this this seems like everything is set up to be really good now where things can go bad is just more WB shit happening but I don't see anything like wrong with what's actually here. Like I, I understand like you're sick of cinematic universes. That's fine. But that's not really even what we're talking about. We're not talking about the, the 
whether or not that this is a a trend or a tired one even but like it's not a bad idea <laughs> like yeah. none of this is but i don't know the way that he announced that like all of the the games and and the and the cartoons and stuff all of the actors are going to cross over i'm like we can't even let the actors like we can't have different actors play them in video games and cartoons they have to be the same actor we have to keep continuity that strictly yeah, yeah i got nothing to say there don't you no like, i just like i don't i don't think that like they're going to be relying on like those other forms of media as pieces of continuity the way that you think they are like i i, I don't think it's going to come up that often and I, yeah why why who cares that we keep the like that seems like a non-issue i don't i don't see where that's a problem to keep the same same actor because it's like why you'll never get like you know it's the same like, if you're different interpretations the there's there's no all room sudden, for having different interpretations character is played by fucking tom cruise and then the next week it's back to the other it's gonna be weird why we've what, what for you, 40 like, years what, what, we've accepted that okay kevin conroy is cartoon super batman and we can have michael keaton or whoever else is movie batman stories, it makes the no, same story if one is a continuity con continuation of a, the same story why wouldn't it be the same act oh this is but that but that makes it stupid it's like why are we having an animated thing continue continuity from a live action thing because it can still take on different tones while still continuing like it can still be its own thing while continuing an overarching story i think just be your own thing or don't like i just don't want this like half-assed fit where it's like oh it's gonna be <laughs> Uh, it's going to be its different thing. It's going to be an animated thing, but it's going to be a, a crossover from the live action thing. It's like that's that just sounds messy Anthony and dumb. Like and Ant's looking look over at me. Yeah. He's giving me fucking side eye face. Like, can we please stop talking about this? I do not care about anything in this universe at all. Yeah, Anthony. Anthony looks near. We, near we look like we're talking no, about I'm our fucking tax returns. No, I'm just sitting here thinking about all the sex I'm having. <laughs> you guys are fucking arguing about fucking superheroes. Jesus. Uh, anyway, um, speaking of, I'm being speak, paid by Warner Brothers for all of this. Speaking of people who paid are corporate shill. <laughs> speaking of people who can brag about all the sex they're having, Michael Jackson. Yeah, that brought you keeping back. That one, yeah. So anyway, so there's gonna be a Michael Jackson film, uh, a biopic directed by Antoine Fuqua, and uh, the actor who has been cast to play Michael Jackson. Is Michael Jackson's nephew Jafar Jackson? Yeah, because no other person would touch this role with a ten-foot pole. Yeah, and now that now that we have uh, Jafar Jackson, his nephew, someone in the Jackson family to play him, we can assume now that oh, there's going to be no uh, issues of biases or uh, or any sort of whitewashing of history yeah, that hey, will happen guys, in this at all. How do you think they'll shoot the molestation scenes? How do you think they'll go about that? Do it handling that sensitively because they'll they'll definitely include that in the. It's gonna be no, it's gonna be an extra on the Blu-ray. <laughs> Delete the lead scene. <laughs> we shot it, but they wouldn't let. No, they didn't even shoot it. It's a storyboard. It's a fucking <laughs> cinematic. <yeah. laughs> cinematic. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, who cares? Uh, this looks this this already sounds like a bad idea. This is gonna be dude. This, this sounds like that Whitney Houston forget, movie, dude. Lest you forget, there's a Michael Jackson musical on Broadway. I think still, it kills. It makes so much fucking money because people just Michael love Michael Jackson. And listen, the guy made good music. The guy made Thriller. Like yeah. I, I can't deny that. I he made music. I think that's why the appeal on Broadway. It's like, oh, you get to see other people, like you know, perform musical no uh, i no no, like, no 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 it's not just it's not a jukebox musical type like oh these people are performing no it's it, it is a person 
as Michael Jackson performing Michael Jackson things. It is about Michael Jackson. It's not like a chorus or something. Like it is a a a narrative story about Michael Jackson. About his life. But yeah, that that's also sounds I think on Broadway there's a, there's like less of a um of an area because again it's like, you know, your people on stage, you get people who like, you know, dance and perform. Where it's this, it's like it's a biopic. So it's not like yeah, you got people acting. Yeah, but it's not yeah, it's good it's just gonna be a a, a boring movie. Like it's not gonna be like it's not gonna have the razzle dazzle of being like you know a big Broadway musical. It's gonna be like, a Whitney Houston movie. Yeah, it's it's the, the yes, Houston that's exactly movie. what it is. I'm like, this is the Whitney Houston movie. Like <laughs> that looks so bad. That looks awful. She and also better. I wanna dance with somebody terrible title. Terrible oh, terrible title. Well, that's why they had to change the title to Whitney Houston colon I wanna dance with somebody. So that way people would know what it is. Oh, people all know I wanna dance with somebody. No, but apparently they didn't think that anybody knew what that was because they had to then a la when they changed Birds of Prey, the title to Harley Quinn colon Birds of Prey, it's the same thing. They they uh they changed the title to Whitney Houston colon I want to dance with somebody. Dude, all they have to do look if you if you wanted to name the movie after a Whitney Houston song, why not just call it I'm Every Woman or I Will Always Love You? Like Dude, especially like those especially if you want it to be like you know a tribute. To... Those are so much better. Like you picked one of the. It's not even like yeah, you picked a popular Whitney Houston song. You didn't pick one that fits no, at all. It's like Bohemian Rhapsody. Like Bohemian Rhapsody doesn't say anything about Freddie Mercury. So why is that the title of the movie? It's like you could have named the movie, I don't know, like Under Pressure. Like that would have been a better title for a Freddie Mercury Yeah, that, that would have been. Or like Killer Queen. Yeah. At bottom. Killer girl. Queen might be a little too on the nose. Hello. Maybe even another one bites the dust. <laughs> oh, no. I, I'm standing by fat bottom girls. Hell yeah, dude. Bicycle race. <laughs> bicycle race. I love that. People song. would be so upset showing up and like no bicycle racing. <laughs> it's like if that movie uh, yesterday was a thing, but instead of playing the good Beatles songs, he played like Obla D, Obla Da, and everyone's like, dude, shut the fuck up. This sucks. And then he prevents the Beatles from existing. Well, the thing though in that movie though, so is that I think like the ending scene is is he he does play that song he does not and it's a hit and everyone loves it and then also at the end of that movie it turns out that another uh world-altering event happens and he's the only person who remembers harry potter i'm not kidding that's what happens at the end of the movie is that true yes i've seen the movie i i watched the movie on a plane i must have fallen asleep (laughs) you watched it did you fall asleep uh, did you fall asleep before or after the part where old man john lennon comes out (laughs) What is you, it like AI? Or? Oh no, yeah, no, the a guy playing old John Lennon. It's like John Lennon hologram. Is yeah, in like the movie. like yeah, like ho- like John Lennon never died because the Beatles what? never existed. That happened in the movie. The oh man, I'm. I'm I think we gotta watch movie. this movie. Why don't we do that this weekend? Why don't we watch yesterday? That's fucking crazy. That's insane. <laughs> That sounds horrible. Dude. Oh yeah, movie's really bad. Anyway, I want a cinematic universe of people who people who forget I mean, things. I mean, yeah, there's also that Bruce Springsteen movie. What was that one called? Um, <laughs> Is it about everyone forgetting about Bruce Springsteen. No, no, no. it's like it's a, no that that movie. Uh, that was a movie about like you know a kid who discovers <laughs> Bruce Springsteen music. It's like a jukebox musical of Bruce Springsteen. Um, but it's like Bruce Springsteen is a real person who exists in that universe. I think the movie is called Blinded by the Light. Yes, Blinded by the Light. That was an okay. Wrapped up like a douche. <laughs> I never even, yeah, I never knew what the lyrics were when I hear that. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like wrapped up like a douche, yeah. doesn't it? It's douche, apparently. I don't know what the fuck that means, but 
maybe maybe it's a slang for like I'm gonna sound really dumb. Maybe it's a slang for like a cigarette or something wrapped oh, well. up. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so all right, we're gonna coming down to the end. We got the the big news of the month is that the Oscar nominations came out. Oh, let me pull them up. Yeah, pull up the Oscar nominations. We're not gonna go category by category. Oh, we, we should. Why not? We did it with the fucking Golden Globes. Yeah, no, but that's why. I'm like, we already did that. Yeah, I mean, but but the Golden Globes suck. Yeah. I mean, we could go through like you know the the significant ones. Let's go through the top line ones, yeah. Yeah, and we can like you know run through some uh... Oscars.org. Yep. All right, so let's run through. Let's run through Best Picture first. Let's get the big one out of the way, and then we can talk about all the other categories that the movies came in uh, after that. So the Best Picture nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar: The Way of Water, The Banshees of Inisherin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness and women talking so so let's get this out of the way that movie there every year has that one movie that doesn't belong elvis is the one this year has to be yeah even though elvis got a lot of nominations cinematography makeup productions like a lot of like you know craft stuff and it's like probably like a favorite to win a lot of those like costumes and well yeah it's a baz lerman movie it's yeah. all razzle dazzle that's yeah, that's yeah. what that's one thing it does well if you're into that type of thing very well yeah, I, I I still have not seen this movie. I've only not seen Elvis uh, and Triangle of Sadness. Um, I, I not like I'm protesting Triangle of Sadness. I just haven't gotten around to it. Uh, I I was interested in it. I would like to see it. Uh, Elvis, I was I was like I'm gonna hold out until the last minute because I'm just like I just know that I just don't want to. I'll this movie. I'll try to watch it with you, Mike. I got to give it another go. All right. Um, and I mean apparently Austin Butler is like in contention to like possibly win Best Actor, which. I mean, I would much rather have either Colin Farrell or Brendan Fraser. It's going to be Rami Malek again. Yeah, again, <laughs> it just feels very boring where it's like, oh, he played a real-life musician. It's like, all right, when are we going to stop being impressed by that? Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. I, I stopped being impressed uh, after Val Kilmer played <laughs> Jim Morrison. Yeah. After that, I was I, like, After That's John it. C. Riley fucking put the biopic trope to bed. And then Daniel Radcliffe came and did it again. <laughs> he should be winning Oscars for Weird Al Yankovic. Why Dude, not? The day I see a Tubi movie at the Oscars. It's a Roku movie. Even a Roku worse. movie. I forgot. It's Roku. Uh, I'd be all for a Tubi original getting to the Oscars. That'd be fucking dope. Yeah, it, it, Your it, Tubi yeah, original. My both, Tubi original. Yeah, both better for Lewis's uh, career. Triple X dash M-A-S dot com help us out get us across the finish line they're almost there they're they're making their money's worth come on guys go so to their far. indiegogo give them their left. money god i can't believe you're shilling a patreon right hey he's our, he's our friend it's an indiegogo and oh i'm sorry it's an indiegogo and it's my mistake and he's making the movie i'm allowed to yeah, shill yeah, for my no, friends it's true it's true. i'm not shilling for warner brothers like someone like yeah. me and it and it's true indiegogo is the gentleman's uh, we're actually uh, funneling all the money platform. directly to warner brothers so we're like let's take all this money like people are like oh yeah we're funding indie film i'm picturing, and I'm picturing giving it to warner brothers i'm picturing bugs bunny standing next to you like counting money with a big cigar and i'm like ain't i a fucking stinker <laughs> <laughs> you're just handing him dollar bills yeah. Anyway, we were talking about the Oscar nominations, so let's get back to the best picture oh, yeah. movies. Yeah, Lewis, so, what do you think? So, what movies are you, are you guys happy about? Which movies do you guys want to see that you haven't seen yet? I want to see Tar still. I I also want to see Tar, um, and I probably should see Banshees and All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah. I am slightly interested in Triangle of Sadness and Women Talking, but nowhere near as the rest. And the Fablemans could go fuck itself. I don't care. You know, yeah, it's so weird. Fablemans. 
Yeah, it's so weird that we came into this year where, where it's like, all right, the Fablemans is going to win Best Picture, Spielberg is going to win Best Director, and now it's just like it just feels like an afterthought, like it feels like nothing. Yeah, yeah. that that didn't happen. Yeah, it it's like happen. almost weird where you see it's like, oh yeah, it did. That's that's a movie where it's like, you know, it it's Spielberg, so obviously like, oh yeah, it's a Best Picture movie, but it's like of all these, it's like, yeah, that one's that one's the one that feels like the most plane and the most like if it, if it doesn't have dinosaurs or a fucking alien in it or a shark like i don't i really don't give a shit i mean spielberg is it's been a while since you know he's made any sort of like you know commercial what was, this, what was the last one like super eight like west side story oh duh, west side story i'm sorry yeah, I, was... how can i forget no yeah west side story was like i i feel like that was the, the when because I feel like every time Spielberg has a movie that's nominated for the Oscars, we're always just like, all right, this guy. But last year with West Side Story, that was the first time I was like excited that Spielberg had a new movie out and that it was getting like, you know, a lot of awards consideration. And it was and, good. No, yeah. And now I'm just like, all right, I don't, I'm like, no, The Fable it's fine. It's it's a totally okay, whatever movie. But I it's still like, need to see it for the last scene, though, that you told me about. Oh, okay. So. Uh, it's probably making the rounds on Twitter. You can... <laughs> I'll probably just watch the scene. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I've seen, yeah, All Quiet on the Western Front is a very good movie. I think you would like it a lot. You li really like a lot of these gritty war movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, We all loved Avatar. Um, it, you know, it changed cinema forever. Um, Everything Everywhere is probably going to win Best Picture at this point. Like, I feel like yeah. all the momentum is behind that movie. Um, And uh, Top Gun is, Top Gun is the one that feels the weirdest one to me. No, so. how does that feel weirder than like, Elvis, dude? I mean, it is, but I think, I think Avatar. It saved now. cinema, dude. I mean, here's the thing: is that like Top Gun, just as a movie, like I don't know, it just feels like too outside, like too mainstream, Dude, no, too outside. It is, of it is one of those movies. I could picture one of these Academy Awards going like, "It's a movie that reminds you how fun going to the movies is." Like they'll think some but, shit but also like Avatar that. Avatar is here for that same reason, exactly. So and there are two of them, and we were starved of them for a year for for a while because of COVID. That's exactly why they're on here. Yeah. They're I, culturally significant. I just think it's weird that Top Gun is nominated for a screenplay award, but not for cinematography. It's yeah, like, it should have been cinematography. Yeah, it's like, of all the things that the movie is not, it's the screenplay, and all the things that it is, is the cinematography. And, and the song got nominated, too. Well, yeah, you know that lady, I, I have, I, I didn't really think about that song much when, when we saw it first. But like after it got nominated, I was like, all right, I want to see what was this song about. And I'm like, I've been listening to it. I'm like, yeah, I actually like it. It's a good song. I enjoy yeah. it. Too bad it's gonna lose to fucking not do not do not do not do not. No, do. not do not do. I don't think it's gonna win. Oh no, dude, it has all of the fucking hype. It has. It won the Golden Globe. It won the Critics' Choice. Uh, it's it's got like you know last year when like they made like that. Oh the the fans pick the movie like your fans favorite movie oh, where the flash <laughs> yeah, one no yeah but then like you know all the overseas people like spammed some like weird indian movie that nobody ever yeah. heard of they they could get that same type of excitement for rrr and yeah. that and like that same I, type of engagement like yeah i mean if they want to be popular i mean that's the other thing that i that i want to get out of the way too the oscars are you know declining in ratings year on year less and less people are watching them so they are really trying to pull in as many mainstream audiences as they can. And really, the only way they're going to do that is nominating more mainstream movies and honestly giving awards to them. Yeah, because I like, yeah, Avatar, Top they're Gun. They're at this weird crossroads right now where they have to find the middle ground between lowbrow and highbrow. 
just enough though because you don't want to snub out the highbrow stuff because then you're gonna piss off you're gonna you know ruin your legacy yeah, yeah. It's, it's a very like, weird position we got, there because it's like yeah we got avatar elvis top gun those are very traditional mainstream appeal like movies everything everywhere was like a big like in like made a made like a splash on the indie scene like like for a movie that that you know out there and it didn't really have like that big of a publicity that the the amount of money that it made and the amount of like you know hype that it has and like normal people like my word sister, word of mouth my sister really. who goes to a movie once every like two like two years she saw everything everywhere all at once and she was like that was amazing like so it's like it, it's reaching people who these types of movies don't normally reach yeah and i think that's part of the reason why the movie has such an allure is because it had that kind of word of almost word of mouth viral marketing that just like and then you know yeah, yeah. And held I, it to the top yeah. and and re and reignited careers and jamie lee curtis is nominated for an and kihui kwan is gonna win best supporting like actor. what the fuck yeah. like that's crazy yeah, yeah and then and then of course if you want to like you have like your highbrow like you know oscar fair typical it's like yeah all quiet on the western front tar women talking triangle of sadness like you have your you know they're the foreign appeal um which they i've also uh appreciate that like you know they're 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 having more of a a um an appeal for is like you know f like you know foreign international movies oh 100 all quiet triangle sense it's because also like we i know like it goes back to like you know when we were like making fun of them because like you know they only nominated white people and like all the movies they nominated were bad they really i i have been seeing the effects that they're making the effort to like broaden appeal to be more inclusive yeah because um, they're losing the money yeah. that's how you make that's how you get the viewers you gotta yeah. but even even so like you know no viewers are gonna come in because a triangle of sadness but that's True. but that yeah like again that's like you know opening it up to a wider but it appeal. does also but no i i feel like that also um is combating another thing that people complain about at the oscars which is like you said the geocentrism it's very anglo-centric a lot of times so not only are they pulling in the mainstream crowd but they're also pulling in this crowd that kind of hated them for that they're kind of pulling them back in yeah and also with the actors that were nominated this year it's like not only just like you know more diversity and just like you know the backgrounds and stuff of people and like you know nationalities but also like there were i believe 16 first time nominees across all of the acting categories like the only people who had been nominated before were like kate blanchett michelle williams and then like angela bassett and judd hirsch who were nominated like once like 30 years ago yeah it's all it's, it's all newbies yeah and it's like that's also like you know because you know if there's one thing you could say like all the oscars don't mean anything it's like they mean something to like you know to have an actor be nominated for something yeah. that opens doors Dude. and brings you know increases their career so like yeah. giving that to like you know a newcomer yeah. instead of you know mel streep for the third time and like, also not to bring not to bring sports into this but it's also like when i don't understand why people complain about like games like the pro bowl like yeah it's pathetic it's a flag football game whatever but if you're a new football player and they select you to be in the pro bowl that looks good that's good on your resume like this was your first season and you're in the pro bowl people could look back on that and look good people could look at this and go oh you know so it kind of raises these it really jump starts their careers in ways that no other thing can so they're really helping these up-and-coming actors with it yeah like look at like paul meskel getting nominated which yeah is like again young guy very tiny movie not a lot of people had seen it but there was like you know a big passion push for it like you know on like twitter and critic circles and like you know it they, he was still recognized instead of like you know nominating tom cruise which was a thing that very very possibly could have happened that it's like see that's where it's like 
they're 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 mainstream appeal enough but like they're not they're not completely selling out like that lewis looks about as bored as anthony was during the dc section do you have anything that you want to say no i'm good i uh i don't know this is dumb i i i just i can't pretend to care about the oscars anymore i just it does nothing for me i i as well, let's, as... why don't we? Why don't we, we? We got the important one out of the way. Why don't we rapid fire the rest like we did with the Golden Globes? Just go through them real quick. I like mean, actor in a leading role. We were just we don't really have to. Uh, yeah, I guess that we don't really have to go through like the categories because we, you know, we talked about it overall. Well, we, what like, about actress? We didn't talk about actress in a leading role. Well, I think it's like that's the thing that we need to talk about actually is Andrea Riceborough because that was like an actual like like a scandal. Yeah, I've, I heard about this actually. What was this? So. So Andrea Riceborough got nominated out of nowhere for this movie and people were like, what the fuck is this? And apparently like I had been hearing, I heard about it like it was like a week or so like before the nominations were announced, there was like a push from like, I think it was like Andrea Riceborough's publicist who was like on Instagram making posts saying stuff like, you know, uh, and tweeting out to like, you know, they have like, you know, other like famous actors. I think it was like Kate Blanchett and Edward Norton and like other actors like basically copy pasta tweeting about Andrea Riceborough in this movie and how it's like, Oh, it's, 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 you know, this, this small movie that has a big heart and you should support Andrea Riceborough. She should be your, your best actress winner. And it was like the same fucking copy pasta thing across like a bunch of these different celebrities, Twitter accounts. And then, uh, and then people were like, Oh yeah, that's cute. It's not going to happen. And then it did. So it's like being looked into as like, did this like violate any sort of like, you know, campaign voting That's exactly rules. how every oscar campaign works i have no idea how anyone could be like this this, this one doesn't count the, like it's all added. i never heard of this movie yeah. so it doesn't count fucking idiots oh my god I think it's like yeah they're, they're, they're trying to incorporate like you know twitter like on social media engagement in order to like influence it i guess there was some sort of issue with there also i think there was something where it's like she her publicist or something tweeted like Yo, Kate Blanchett and Viola Davis and Daniel Deadweiler, they're going to be safe. So don't vote for them, vote for her. And I think that that was something where it's like you can't like publicly disparage like, other candidates. Yeah. And especially because now it, she gets nominated at the expense of the only two black women who could have been nominated, uh, Viola Davis and Daniel Deadweiler. So that also kind of looks bad. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, so there was like a there was like a meeting. They were like having a, a meeting to like you know discuss like the implications of it. And people had like assumed that she was going to get the nomination rescinded, which that didn't happen. They didn't do that. But I think they said that they're like going to continue to monitor like how this has been handled. I don't know. Anyway, Mike, what are you going to do if Turning Red wins animated feature film? Oh, the worst one in the category. Okay, yeah, uh, the, the 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 worst one. Yeah, I mean, it has the Pixar bias, but like Guillermo del Toro is so far out in front that I think he's safe. Um, yeah, and it really is that. Like, even Puss in Boots is a. Is I a heard more... Puss in Boots is excellent. Listen, I I enjoyed the movie. I don't think it. it I don't think you've it's... seen it. I did. Me and Steve saw it like uh, a few weeks ago. It was pretty enjoyable. It's certainly better than the first one. I do think that it is just getting way too overhyped. Like people are like, "Oh, Puss in Boots, this is the best movie." It's like, it's a fun, enjoyable kids action movie but that's a, it's it's a very much feels people more are like saying it's people movie. are saying it's like it's like comparable to shrek 2 i mean i i i still i think i'm too biased i can't compare anything to shrek 2 like that but yeah but yeah um 
anything else yeah so any other uh, ripple and olsen got nominated for director that was a bit of a uh that was a bit of a surprise yeah, yeah. and that's like that's like kind of the reason like one of the things that like you know propelled triangle of sadness into best picture when it kind of really didn't have much else mike did you see uh all of the documentaries yet i have seen fire of love that is the only one i've that heard I've fire seen. of love is awesome it's on disney plus it's a national geographic documentary yeah it's about, uh, it's about a couple who are vol- volcano experts and it's like archive footage of like them like you know studying volcanoes and stuff i think i think the last nat geo documentary good. i watched was free solo yeah that was really good yeah. uh dude i good. might i might really just really like these national geographic i like documentaries that's that is the other thing is that like i always try to see all the documentaries that are nominated and and sometimes and i also try to see as many of the foreign movies that i can as well because like it's you know it's it's kind of hard to like you know make yourself like you know to find like you know to dig and find like you know good documentaries or good foreign movies that you can you know not like there's not you know a wealth of them it's just like knowing like you know all right holding yourself to like all right i'm gonna watch these yeah. so it's like i try to keep myself to like all right what are the ones on this list you know make me watch movies from other countries that i never watch one so, of them is fucking eo and you all made fun of me for putting it on my top 10 movies of the year i'm still gonna make fun of you for putting it on the top 10 movies of the year it's about a fucking ass mike <laughs> it's an, an ass <laughs> oh god like my god I, I noticed that? all quiet on the western front is also nominated nominated for international has a movie ever won international and best picture yeah parasite yeah parasite okay it was the one and only time yeah but i want to know is has there ever been a movie that was nominated for best picture that was a foreign movie that was also nominated for foreign and didn't win because oh yeah and didn't win yeah because because every time that a foreign movie is nominated for best picture it's like oh it's easily winning the international yeah film category right. yeah if there's an international if there's an international yeah. movie in the best picture category you could definitely bet that it's going to win international like, i'm waiting for the year where there's two of them and then we're like all right yeah how do international choose? movies in each of them yeah that would be interesting imagine yeah. a world in which they nominate two foreign films for best picture yeah they're they're pushing it man they're already oh, a bit man. too globalist oh, too you gotta mean? go a little anglo anglo-centric to <laughs> go back to the old, old ways readies uh well uh the whale was nominated for makeup because you know i didn't think they needed some nominated for makeup he just looked like that didn't he <laughs> like yo did you see that 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 video i sent you on instagram today yes. where it's like guy who has no idea what the whale is about yo dude we gotta see the whale apparently it's about like the fattest guy of all time hilarious <laughs> it's played by brendan fraser yeah. remember when he was tarzan bro yeah. and then it's like three hours later he's like yeah, dude, I, I, just I should call movie. my daughter. <laughs> no, it's like, yeah, I just saw that movie, man. I was fucking dying laughing, bro. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, the whale was not nominated for Best Picture, which um, might be I, a snub. I mean, I don't think so. I mean, like, I think the movie was fine. Um, I think it's just more surprising because it felt like it was like, you know, it felt like the thing they, they would do. But again, I, he wins actor. I would like for him to win actor, uh, either him or Colin Farrell. Like, you know, just because I think it would be a nice thing to happen for someone. Yeah, just, I want to see if he cries, I'm going to, if he wins and he cries. He cried when he won the Critics' Choice. I know, I'm going to lose it, bro. He's going to make me cry on Oscar night. I wish that, honestly, I wish that I could. When was the last time that happened? What did you, have you ever cried at an Oscar clip? Oscar. I'm not listen, I'm not that much of a loser. (laughs) That's that's Kevin Smith level. So like Lewis, uh, have you cried watching an Oscar clip? I think when no, um, no, it was when the Dark Knight didn't get nominated when he was fourteen. That's when he. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, when Michael Moore got booed off the stage, <laughs> that, no, that that was a real tragedy. That's that what really that's what Kevin was. Smith cried. <laughs> uh, all right, we we got um, yeah. What else? What other categories we got left? We got through Best Picture. Um, we're not going to go through yeah. Avatar. Better win that. Yeah, we're not gonna go through all of like Short these, film, you know, like sound. again. When the okay, Oscar wait, visuals has to be Avatar, of course. Avatar yeah. has to be. And then the only other surprising, yeah, Women Talking got nominated for adapted screenplay and only that. And they got nominated for Best Picture. It got one award other than Best Picture, which is I mean, very fitting because that movie's look, you know, adapting that movie, which is you know, a very like, you know, contained, like, you know, very dialogue heavy, actor driven screenplay is you know i think certainly gonna win out of this category because the only because it's like come on top gun really and glass onion which i liked but like the screenplay is much worse than the first one What's it adapted from it's a sequel oh oh yeah yeah uh, uh original should be banshees no yeah it's between that that and everything everywhere yeah are pretty much and also it's like depending on like how much awards they're gonna want to give spielberg yeah, but that's also remains to be seen. Anyway, we'll have more original screenplay. It looks like it's going to be a hard category. If you're doing a bracket, that is, if you're doing like an it, Oscar pool, like that's going to yeah. be a hard one. We'll have to come to that conclusion when we do ours, and then we'll probably have a lot more discussion about you know the Oscars and the winners and stuff when they happen, and then we could also talk about how oh, terrible you know the show what was. we should have we should have fucking did an Oscar ballot each and just revealed what our picks. Yeah, were. but Lewis wouldn't have cared. He would have put in no effort. And we'll he, do and one, then he, and then he would have complained. We'll, that he we'll do win one. Anymore. We'll do one and we'll reveal them at the <laughs> anymore the i have never won one <laughs> oh yeah how about we how about when we we're all watching the oscars together right lewis, lighthouse is open yeah lewis will probably be like you know he's keeping his calendar open for that day just so that he can have an excuse to not watch the oscars anyway uh we could we could move on to this i think we're, we're wrapping up to the year we could just why don't we just rapid fire let's just talk about some of the other movies that came out this month that we saw in theaters um because me, me and lewis and jack we went and we saw Mithrigan, and Mithrigan. and uh, it was okay. It was totally <laughs> fine. It was good. It was a good movie. When you it told fun. me it was good, I didn't want to see it anymore. This was no, my Lyle Lyle Crocodile. Yeah, no, that's the thing is that I wanted to see it because I thought it would be worse. And then I came out and it was like, you know what? That was actually, you know what? I not like I thought it was scary because it's it's a very silly movie. But like I did think that the the Mithrigan as a as a character was a little was very offsetting and i also do think that like the angle and the commentary that the movie's trying to make about like kids who are too over-reliant on technology um at a very young age i thought that that was kind of an interesting angle and i thought that you know that was kind of a thing that like you know i've i've kind of seen in real life and seeing that seeing that be a, a thing that movies are starting to address was a, a bit of an interesting thing to see um uh, I I do think that you know it it was by the end like it, I I think it was like I I wanted it to be sillier and I think that there were angles for it to have been like I wanted Mithrigan to like go on a killing spree like kill everybody like she kills like four people yeah, like I, no I, I, sorry I, spoilers I for Mithrigan but I also think that like you know there was there's a scene where it's like oh there's this big gathering or stuff I was like oh. Uh, there's gonna be a hundred Mithrigans when they unveil Mithrigan at the fucking uh, I Apple event, <laughs> and then all the Mithrigans are gonna attack everybody, and that doesn't that doesn't happen. Um, but anyway, yeah, that was a I fine it was movie. Really fun, like gateway horror. I, I I really really enjoyed it. It's like you know, as far as like a PG thirteen horror movie goes, it's like 
one of the better ones I've I've, I've seen. I would yeah, say yeah, because it's, it's like it's really it's not like a movie that feels like it was hindered because it didn't have more violence. Like it's a movie about a fucking killer yeah. robot girl. Like it's not like it would have had like super hardcore violence or sex or drugs in it. And you know what? We're gonna get a million sequels, and I'm I'm gonna I'll be Matugan down Matugan Mathrigan two Mathrigan. <laughs> Three squared again. It's going to be M three G four N. I saw a movie that as of recording hasn't quite come out yet. And probably when this is coming out, will have just come out. Uh, I saw knock at the cabin, the new M night Shyamalan. Joint. Oh, how was that? Yeah, this this one's I'm I'm very curious about because I I remember when that first trailer came out and we we saw it and I think we did it on the show. I was like, some nice show. I don't care. But then the more times that like you know we go to the theater and like we see the trailer, I was like, it's not like I ever thought it was good, but I'm like, you know what? I've seen this enough times. I'm like, you know, I'm curious to see where this goes. So, um, Lewis, what's the verdict? Uh, it's really boring. Uh, it's a boring oh, it's... movie. I didn't like it. Um, oh, M Night, M Night I, fucking misses again. Uh, God. It's like I, I honestly, it, it has been like there's the nothing like outrageously bad about it. it. It's it's like pretty like well put together like movie. It is it is what it says it is. It's just that like it never builds any suspense or any real tension. Um, I don't think that like. And I'm also like I'm struggling now because I I'm now comparing it to the last episode of The Last of Us, um, as far as oh, the God. the depiction of the the gay relationship, which is maybe not fair to knock at the cabin because I mean that was a perfect episode of television. Um, yeah, honestly, like, but, like there's if we can go off a little rides... topic of something that's not movie related, uh, The Last of Us show, which I I you know you know me, Lewis. I was I was kind of like you oh, know, yeah. spit talking this move this show for a while before it came out. Even when the first two episodes came out, I was like, all right, this is like you know good just on the basis of it being like you know not embarrassing. But I was still like not impressed by it yet. I was still just kind of like, all right, this feels like we're going through the motions. Like I've played the game. I know where the story goes. The Nick Offerman episode really just sealed the deal for me. I was like, all right, this is this is this is elevated to something greater. Like this is not just, this is not the halo show on paramount plus this is Yikes. Like, yeah. <laughs> the, um, yes, it's, it's, yeah. it's very good. And knock at the cabin. Isn't pretty boring. It's never scary. It's never suspenseful. Um, it tries to tug at heartstrings, but doesn't do uh, enough to uh, make you care about uh, Jonathan Groff and his husband. Uh, the, the little girl is very cute and she's a good little actress. So like, there's that. I was Rupert is out there in the movie. He's in it. Uh, he's he's he doesn't have a huge part. Um, you said Batista was good. Yeah, Batista's good. Uh, like it's it's not like a particularly like it, it's. It all feels like now what I associate to be like Shyamalani acting. Like I just feel like he's bad at like not great at directing actors, and so like everything's like a little off. But it sounds um, yeah, a lot like old. Wow, it's, another it's, M. Night Shyamalan movie. Like that thing, like old has like so many like technical flaws that like make it like just like a laughably bad movie. This is this has none of that. Like there's nothing, wow. there's nothing like it's just mediocre, is really the best way to put it. Mm. All right. Well, while we talk about you saw some other uh, horror movies this year. This is January is the month for horror movies. That's it's like there's more horror movies in January than October. Like yeah, we kind of a lot of them are fuck you, it's January movies. 
Yeah, even though like Mithrigan was was fine, was still good, and like yeah. you know some of the other, but um, but we also saw Infinity Pool, the new Brandenburg film, starring Alexander Skarsgård and Mia Goth, and uh, we liked it. Pretty uh, creepy and off-putting. Uh, Mia Goth goes sicko mode, like we uh we had prophesized that she would. Um, but yeah, no, it is. It does just feel a little bit like you know it's trying a little too much to be a little too like you know abstract out there experimental horror but it doesn't really commit to that it i, I was actually surprised how coherent and linear it was like yeah it, uh, it's, it's there's a like story it, you can follow it, especially compared to like possessor where possessor is very ambient and very slow moving and almost storyless whereas this one there's you know it's a little it's like bit you know pack, really uh, I don't think it's perfect. I found like parts of it to be like a little drier. It's definitely like way longer than it needs to be. I key I have this complaint about most movies, so like I, I should stop just yeah. saying it in general. But it's definitely I have like a little. I have that complaint about uh about TV shows. Like I I started to watch The Last of Us, and that first episode was like ninety minutes. I was like, come yeah. on, like this doesn't need to be this long. <laughs> Even the fifty minutes, I'm like, can we can we just go back to making half hour long shows? Even dramas, half hour. That's all you need. Uh, yeah. They're yeah, going to be well. multiple of them anyway. Why does this one need to be an hour and you need, you need good, you and need the other good one is script economy? Let's make a 30 minute. Let's do it. Barry. Let's make a Barry. Everybody, every drama show, just try to be Barry. We just need the Barry cinematic that. universe. Yeah. Uh, anyway, any you, you watch any Barry's movies at all? Yeah. I didn't watch anything new, but I watched Mulholland Drive for the first time. Uh, it's the, well, It was like a blind spot of my of my Lynch watching, so I finally gave it a go. Um, I enjoyed it. It's one of those movies, kind of like The Master, where I'm like, I think I'm too stupid for this movie. I like it. I think it's very well done. But I'm just like, yeah, I I will probably definitely watch it again. Yeah. Um, I don't think you need to feel stupid. I don't think this is a movie that like you know you're meant to clearly understand. Oh, of course not. About of course it. not. But I wanna I wanna get a better grasp on yeah. it. You know, I I enjoyed it though. Um, yeah. Lewis, are you a fan? Um, you know, I'm not a big lunch guy in general. Uh, I've never seen that one though. I'd like to check it out. It's yeah, I remember it's on my Plex. If you want to give it a watch, oh, um, okay. yeah. I, I, I remember when Lewis, uh, what was it? When uh, when we did random movie roulette, and I had Jack watch Mahal and Drive, and I was really expecting the worst. I was like, oh, he's gonna hate it. He's gonna think it's the worst movie ever. And then he loved it, and I was like, that felt like a big win for me. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yes, <laughs> you you showed a friend a good movie. Yeah, which I don't do ever. Like all of the movies that I show to my friends are just fucking. Yeah garbage black adam um, that's why i'm not looking forward to your marathon on Sunday, oh yeah Michael. no it's gonna be great oh god uh, I'm you not guys looking forward you to guys that. don't know what you're in for <laughs> um lewis what just just because uh, i'm curious what lynch have you seen um a racer head uh i think blue velvet is lynch right yeah yeah it's, seen... my, it's my favorite one blue velvet at the names of his movies are escaping me but i don't think have you like... seen the straight story no no you should it's 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 very good is that his disney movie Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, got it. About yeah. the man who drives the tractor. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's the end of this month on uh, Cinema Marketing. Thanks for joining. Uh, we'll be back again next month to talk about all the bullshit and also yeah. more keep, discourse, baby. Yeah, keep in mind that we're going to be doing our next full episode is on the movie The Wizard. If you have any fondness for this movie or any 
marketing materials that stuck with you about this movie, please send them to us so that way we could discuss them on the show. Mike, we should look up commercial blocks from the month or the month before yeah. that movie came out and see. Fine, if we see. Find. She should. Did Nintendo have any, you know, inside, you know, marketing stuff that they put out for this movie? We got it. We're going to look at for Mike, all of that. You have please to, send us. You have to include the commercial for the Nintendo serial system in the new episode. Nintendo. It's, it's a, a breakfast now. Wow, Nintendo. Two right. cereals in one. All right. Anyway, thanks for listening. Good night. Bye. Good night.